G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. This is Sunday Morning Together across Australia on Vision Christian Radio. And good morning to you. It's Phil here. This is Sunday Morning Together. Uh, A week to go to Christmas. How's your year ending? I hope it's well. I hope you can stay with us this morning. Uh, When I say us, I mean myself and my guest and co-host today with me in the studio this week. It's actually uh, someone you may know because it's one of Vision's chappies, Cindy Kuyava. Good morning. We need to do the uh, the Kuyava. Kuyava. Only Felicia does it. (laughs) I know. She does it so well. (laughs) Mm. Kuyava. She does. She has all different versions. It's really good. It's one of those names when you look at it, how it's spelled, it doesn't always sound that way. No. But that's the name, of course, your husband's uh, family. family name that, mm. that you have taken on as his wife. That's correct. Um, was your maiden name a little easier? A little bit easier, not much better. Newland. Newland. Oh, that's not too bad. It's not too bad. I was hoping to get something better, and then this is what the Lord gave me in Mark. And I'm like, hmm, not where I was expecting to go, but okay. Well, we're going to hear a little of your story uh, as we progress this morning. Thank you so much for being part of this uh, My today. absolute pleasure. Uh, Mark has been my guest previously. He has. So now we get to hear the other side of the story. You get to hear the truth. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a chaplain here at Vision. That's right. Um, you and Mark have been pastors for some time. Yeah. You're also in the chaplaincy space in a school. That's correct, yes. So what draws you towards all of that? Absolutely, God. When, when I was um, still a teenager, God spoke to me. Clearly, I was driving to church one day and told me that I would be pastoring one day. And I told him he was silly, and that's a bad thing, um, that I would not make a good pastor. Why? But, what, what were your reservations? Um, I think I had seen my pastors and the cost that they paid, mm. the price that they paid to look after people mm. and always put people first. And so that kind of scared me. So I, yeah, fought with God. And then eventually after we were married and, uh, you know, moving on in life, uh, Mark was called to be the youth pastor and worship pastor. I'm like, okay, I can, I can cope with that, cool. Lord. That's yeah. good. I'll yeah. settle there. And eventually God called us to plant the church. So um, I, I always do pray and end up submitting to God, but there are some times where I've had words and let God know I think it's a ridiculous idea. Uh, the thing that it does cause me to do while I am serving people is always lean into God. Mm. It's not something that's a comfort zone for me and comes naturally, um, but that's the blessing that I have to trust God mm. through it. It must be an interesting place to be in as a pastor because mm. I haven't been there. Uh, It's a very different dynamic. People Mm. are there willingly. Mm. Uh, They're submitting to your leadership willingly. Yeah. And if they don't like what you're doing, they can, you know, go out the door or or they can let their their thoughts be known and that kind of thing. How do you deal with that? Uh, It is a matter of, I think, what all of our life journey is about is surrendering to the Lord and allowing the Holy Spirit space to grow his fruit. Um. It's certainly not we, – we shouldn't walk life in our own ability. And um, 
So it's constantly, again, going back to God, giving our emotions to him, submitting our thoughts to him. Mm. And I'm very much in a season of that in my life at the moment. And I'll talk a little bit about that later, perhaps. But just being submitted to Christ and allowing him to do the work beyond my emotions, beyond my thinking and beyond my will, uh, just surrendering that to him. And following his lead, have, asking him for the courage and the equipping um, to walk that journey and knowing that he is always walking with me. Mm. It is a great comfort when, if you, when you do that right. and you realize I'm actually not on my own here. Right. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. Just uh, paint a little picture of your life at the moment. You and Mark, I understand you've got two daughters. Two daughters. We have a new son. Our eldest daughter was married uh, in July. Nice. Yeah. So... Um, they were married on the other side of Australia, so it's been a journey for us of releasing and um, parenting from afar, um, but also allowing them to be adults and make their own choices. But they're over here on the East Coast at the moment, which is awesome. So they'll be here for Christmas. And we're winding up in our workspaces at the moment. Um, we'll still be gathering as a church, but our chaplaincy roles are winding up for some Christmas break. So we're getting ready to actually celebrate their marriage here this weekend with people that couldn't go over the other side of Australia. Oh, so they get a second dip. That's right. You know? That's right. Six I think months that's later, what they're trying a, to do. Yeah. <laughs> are they going to get dressed up again? The white. They are. They brought. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. She's brought her gown and um, wanted the. We're so grateful to have the. opportunity opportunity really to wear it again and make the most of it so so does that mean the parents got to pay for a second wedding or? uh it's it's more of a garden party oh, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> the first one was enough yeah no yes they can be <laughs> they can be I mean, it's interesting though weddings when your kids grow up they get married it's a really significant thing as That's a parent right. isn't it I, i've been through it myself a number yeah. of times now yeah it's such an awesome time it's also such a learning curve too because like i was saying that releasing of them not just into adulthood, but into their own family life and what they're beginning. So that tension between how much do we guide them, how much do we need to keep our mouths shut, <laughs> more on our knees and praying again. Yeah. So, yeah, that space of what do and don't I say, so being led by the Lord. Yeah, that's a real joy. Something else that's a real joy is to take communion together, which uh, right. we have the opportunity to do every Sunday. Yeah. Uh, and we'll be doing that here shortly. So if you have uh, right now the opportunity to prepare some elements, good time to do that to represent the body and blood of Christ. But um, we also need to prepare our heart. How do we That's best right. do that? That's right. Well, you know, we do make mistakes. We're walking a walk in uh, humanity with people all around us, um, and we do rub each other the wrong way. So while we're grabbing those emblems, maybe you've got some cracker or juice or, you know, some bread at home, while we're grabbing that, just pondering and bringing our hearts and minds back before the Lord, focused on Jesus, who he is, what he's done in preparation. Sunday morning together across Australia on Vision Christian Radio. And my guest and co-host today is uh, Pastor Cindy Kuyaba. Is one of the chappies here at Vision. Oh, what a great way to finish the year, eh? With yes. uh, with one of our own. Uh, and uh, Cindy's going to lead us in communion right now. So it's over to you. Yeah, thank you for this privilege. I want to start with a scripture that Paul uh, wrote for us. It's in Colossians 1, verses 12 to 14. He says, Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of his love, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness 
of sins. And I think especially at this leading into Christmas time, such a beautiful time to have communion together and remembering what he has delivered us from, that power of darkness, that he has conveyed us into the kingdom of his son. He's redeemed us. He has forgiven us. And I'm so grateful that God considered us, considered me worthy of his inheritance. Um, There's times in my life where I didn't feel worthy, but this scripture reminds us that my value, your value, is in Christ. It's because of the price he paid, what we're celebrating here with this um, representation of the body and blood of of our Christ. It's because of what he paid. It's because he considered you and me worth dying for. And we need to remember today that only he could do that. Only he was perfect. Only he could pay that price successfully for us. We need to remember that he is sovereign as we have these emblems today. It's about remembering him. We need to remember that he is God. We need to remember that he has done all that needed to be done for us to be in intimate relationship with God, with our creator, our father. And as we remember him, I humbly remember what he has raised us up from and into. So it's not just a forgiveness of sins, but he's raised us up into his righteousness and holds us in his victorious right hand. Because of this, we get to walk with him and we get to walk in him. It's because of who he is and what he's done that we can say that we are worth it. I am worth it. I am worthy. And so are you. So as you hold your emblems today, would you remember Christ? Would you remember his body and his blood? Would you remember that we are now partakers of the inheritance that he has provided for us, that we get to be redeemed through his blood, forgiven of our sins, and raised up into relationship with the Father. I'm just going to pray as you hold on to your emblems that represent the body and blood of Christ. Lord, we do thank you that you, our one perfect Lord and Savior, have paid the ultimate price for us. You considered us worth it. Because of your broken body, your shed blood, we can walk in healing today. We can walk in life. We can walk in forgiveness and redemption. And we are heirs to the inheritance that you provide. So we just thank you. We are grateful. We acknowledge you today. We remember you. And thank you for these emblems that do represent your body and your blood, who you are and what you've done in our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. Why don't you eat and drink with us this morning? Sunday morning together across Australia on Vision Christian Radio. And my guest and co-host today is Pastor Cindy Kuyaba, uh, the other half of Mark, and uh, together uh, chaplains here at Vision, also pastors at Centro Christian Church, and chaplains in a school too. So you've got That's fingers right. in all sorts of pies. That's right. <laughs> Speaking of pies, mm. we're a week out from Christmas. I can't believe it. A week already. and a day. Mm. Is pie on the menu at your house at all? Uh, not particularly this year. We're normally uh, more the European feel, have the aircon pumping, pumping though. <laughs> um, you know, the turkey, a bit of ham, chicken, um, but then the red cabbage, zemmick noodles, some things like that. 
So your husband, Mark, is also an international chef. That's so correct. is Christmas at your house pretty good? Uh, it, yeah, definitely. <laughs> my, my father-in-law was also a chef. Oh, okay. Um, and my mum-in-law used to work in restaurants as well. Uh, so, yes, definitely a food-focused family, and so we're very blessed. Uh, we definitely have a good feed at Christmas of fine quality food. Mm. Love the family aspect of Christmas. Yes, absolutely. It's so, so good. So yeah. we're looking forward to uh, – it's only a week away now. I know. I can't uh, believe it. Although I must say for our family, it, we have really struggled to find a date that will ah. work for everybody to be together. It's not going to be on Christmas Day. Right. But we are all going to be uh, to be together. So nice. I think we might find ourselves, which we have in years past, in a position where we'll end up inviting some other people around right. who don't have family. So that's yeah. – I mean, encourage you to do that, by the way. If, uh, Absolutely. You know, invite someone around to be part of your Christmas. That's it. Yeah. Not everyone has family around. Mm. So that's a lovely thing to do. Well, we get to do a little storytelling very shortly. Ooh. And that's around your story. Right. You up for it? Uh, yeah. I'll all give right. it my best shot. Sunday Morning Together on Vision Christian Radio. Let me start at the beginning, if I'm Mm. allowed to ask, Mm. when you were born and and Mm. where. I was born in New South Wales, Darlinghurst. In Sydney? Yes, in Sydney. When I was very young, though, we moved up to Queensland. Mm -hmm. And the rest, yeah, since then we've lived up here. You very skillfully avoided the year there. That's that's okay. <laughs> uh, it, 1972. Oh, well, there we go. 1972 <laughs> was a good was a good year. Yes. What kind of family were you born into? Uh, I have um, I have a great family. I didn't always feel like I fitted into my family, but um, my mum and dad had different faith beliefs. I have an older brother and younger brother and sister who are twins. Um, so mum faithfully took us to the Catholic church growing up mm-hmm. and um, my dad was a truck driver. So he was away a lot. Um, we saw him once, maybe twice a week. Wow. So he's doing uh, interstate runs or something? Interstate, yeah. To Sydney and back twice a week. Um, and so weekends, Saturday mornings were spent cleaning and washing the truck and then dad trying to get some sleep while mum shushed us all afternoon. <laughs> um so, um, a not great, not a great way to build strong relationships. Mm. Um, but there's there's blessings and trials in all of that. Mm. Yeah, but right. we were raised Catholic, so Mum was faithful, taking us to a place where we had a faith in God. Right, brothers and sisters. Yeah, one older brother and a younger brother and sister. Okay. Yeah. So you're in the middle. I'm in the middle. Yeah, one of those middle kids. I feel for you. <laughs> well, I'm the youngest. Ah, so interesting. I feel, I feel for me. <laughs> uh, that that's good. Okay, so you said earlier on that that uh, growing up in the Catholic Church, and you just mm. said there a place where there was a foundation of faith. Absolutely, was something that you really appreciated. Yeah, that just always gave me a sense that that there was God. I didn't. I don't think I kind of, as a child, grew up questioning that because I was raised in that space. It was something natural to me. So praise God, he always gave me a sense of him being there and being around. So even as a child, when I had difficult times and I was struggling with things, I would lie in my bed crying, but I would talk to God. So even in the darkest moments, I knew he was there Mm. and I would just converse with him. And I just had this sense of him calming me and just walking me through whatever that was that I was facing at the time. Mm. So I feel very blessed. 
What about in your, your teenage years and those formative kind of years where you're yeah. trying to figure out who am I, what am I supposed to be doing? What was that like for you? Yeah, I, again, very blessed. I think my life story is a story of God's protection and grace in my life. Um, so uh, by the time I was an early teenager, my parents were getting divorced, mm. um, but I had um, – we had started going to a charismatic church, a Pentecostal church. I had asked Jesus to be Lord of my life in a Catholic um, like discipleship group. There were nuns and people there, but they were going through a renewal movement. Um, so by the time I was 14, we were going to this Pentecostal church um, while well, we were still going to the Catholic church and had an opportunity there to really, with a deeper understanding, ask Jesus to be Lord of my life. Mm. And that How was old were you 14. Right. Oh, yes, 14. Um, it was about a year later uh, that my parents were actually divorced. Um, but God, you know, gave me that an opportunity at a time where I needed a church. It was family. a lot going on in your life. Right. Right. So family-wise and behind closed doors, um, things had already fallen apart, and this was the culmination of that. Um, but all of that emotion and the hurt and the how do we get through this and what does family moving forward look like, all of those things, God had brought me this church family and this youth ministry and this youth pastor um, who is still, we consider our senior pastor today, um, you know, he would pick me up for youth group every week. And I had this support network around me when my family were all going through their own hurt and pain and trying to navigate through that difficult time. So God's protection and grace, and he just walked with me through it all. Yeah, Cindy, a little bit uh, ago, you mentioned about your dad and your mum. They divorced, and right. you said there was a lot of pain to, to walk through. Right. Just take us back to that 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 time for you because as a, a young teen, so mm. here you are, what, 14, mm. pretty difficult. Yeah, it's a really difficult time. Um, girls need their dads. You know, mm. we can be close to our mums, but dads are a strength and a support in our life. And for me, character-wise um, and personality-wise, I was probably a lot more like my dad than my mum. So it was a difficult time that he was living away, you know, once they got divorced. And um, once that divorce went through, there was a relief of tension, um, but there was an introduction to a whole new range of pressure and tensions, mm. um, you know, finances and how does life look now that my dad was living in Sydney, we were living on the Gold Coast, um, there was another family involved um, that my dad was living with then. So how do you navigate relationship with those people and the hurt um, of what was my part to play in this? Do I have any blame? Why did this happen? Why doesn't a lot of questioning? Why doesn't my dad love me enough or love us enough? Um, to want to be with us over other people. Mm. Um, so you definitely have a lot of questions, a lot of emotion, and a lot of um, questioning around how to move forward. But when you have a faith in God, he is faithful, and he equips you, and he walks through all the pain and all the hurt and all the navigation of moving forward um, in a way that is so gracious and loving and uplifting and liberating. Um, so he absolutely can be your source of strength. 
Were there particular people you remember who came around you at that time and really helped to be, you know, the hands and feet of Jesus in practical ways? Yeah. So mostly it was, for me, my youth ministry, our youth pastors were excellent. And um, a couple of years after my parents were divorced, um, four, well, three other girls came along to our church and God used them to form a really great friendship group, mm. um, which just got me through, got all of us through, I think, all the ups and downs of the rest of our teenage years and leading into our young adulthood. So at 14, you come to this realisation of uh, Jesus, mm. although you'd always had a sense of God, right. but relationship with him. Mm. How did that change? You know, you've, you've got this awareness of God, but mm. now you're in a different space. Mm. What changed for you? Mm. So um, with that church, uh, so someone had given their testimony and um, he'd had a criminal background and how God had saved him and God could do that for me too. And um, that just resonated with me and was another layer of um, giving my heart and life to him. Um, so walking through this, um, i I'm kind of can tend to be more of an all or nothing person. Um, so I jumped in with both feet and trusted God. And particularly walking through that time with our family, um, you know, I, it could have been very much like I haven't had a good father. He's walked away from us and made me really walk away from God. Mm. It was a pinnacle crossroad for me. And, um, Fortunately, God helped me choose him and actually lean into him as a good father. And that started the development of a deeper relationship and definitely growing and learning in the Christian faith and what it means to have a biblical and a Christ-like life. Mm. Um, definitely a period of growth in my faith. You raise something I know a lot of people struggle with. It's mm. the idea of a good father mm. when my own father wasn't good. Right. How did you come to that realisation? Uh, that was um, cho a choice whether or not to believe the word of God. Uh, so it was that process. And again, all I can say is that the Lord, Holy Spirit walked through these times with me and I would have discussions with him and I would research in my Bible. What does the Bible say? And that choice of am I going to believe it or not? And I can only say that God equipped me to have the courage to believe um, because it definitely could have gone the other way. So what Bible the Bible says about God sits above my own experience with right. my earthly father. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious, actually, if we could change gears here a little bit. <laughs> I'm curious how you and Mark met. Oh, how Mark and I met. That's a funny one. I was going to church one Sunday with my mum. My mum actually was Mark's my dad's PA. Okay. So Mark's, Your mum was Mark's dad's PA. Right. So Mark's dad was uh, head of hospitality um, at TAFE on the Gold Coast. Mum was his personal assistant for about 10 years. And Mark had come back from overseas and was doing some teaching at TAFE. And I briefly met him. Mum was like, oh, here's my boss's son. This is who I'm like, hi, bye, um, because I was studying at TAFE. And then we were going to church this one day. It would have been a couple of years later. And Mark walks in with his fiance, who was not me. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. And that's how I sort of was actually introduced to him properly. 
I'm intrigued. <laughs> what what happened? Well, Mark was saved that day. As it turns out, his fiance at the time uh, had already been saved previously, was a Christian, uh, hadn't been walking so much with the Lord, but really felt to get her life right with God and wanted to go to church. And so she kind of looked it up in the uh, yellow pages, asked Mark if he wanted to go with her, and they got the name of the church a little bit wrong, ended up at the church where we were fellowshipping. Um, The minister spoke, uh, we had our service, and at the end, uh, he asked people who, if there was anyone that would like to make Jesus Lord of their lives. And uh, Mark's fiance was, she's like, well, I'm going down there to get my life right with God. And do you want to come? He's like, yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, so he was saved that day, had a radical transformational experience in God. And after that, just felt he was clean on the inside and he had to clean up his life a bit. Uh, So he sold a very lucrative and successful catering business and went to Bible college. Um, After a short time, uh, they spoke and he said, I think we need to break this off and move, uh, you know, move apart. This isn't biblical or godly how we're living. And they never really, they never got back together. Mm. Uh, They almost did. When uh, Mark and I, uh, maybe two years later, two and a half years later, Uh, got engaged. I used to be a travel agent. I went overseas and was in Canada. And um, he was essentially getting cold feet and questioning God and what he was doing in life and almost went back to his previous fiance. Uh, But I came back home and our uh, pastor said, go over there and speak to him. And I'm like, he won't answer my calls. He's like, you're not hearing me. Go over there and speak to him. So I turned up with a bunch of flowers. <laughs> you turned up with a bunch of flowers. I turned flowers. up with a bunch of flowers. <laughs> Knocking on the door. Can I come in? And we talked and And he saw the light ultimately. He saw the light. Yeah. Mm. Oh, very nice. That's probably one of the more interesting how did you meet kind of kind of yeah. stories. And so how long have you been married now? Uh, 25 years. Oh, wow. Okay. So yeah. it was meant to be. It was meant to be. Yep. And two daughters later and, and a son-in-law. Two daughters and a son-in-law. And we made a commitment uh, to create a new legacy in our family uh, because of my family history and that we would never discuss the D word, that even though sometimes you feel like getting out, you go to God and you work it through. Mm. We're in covenant. It's just not an option. It's not an option. Yeah. We're in covenant. And our choice is the covenant. Yeah. 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 This is uh, Sunday Morning Together. Phil is my name. My guest and co-host is uh, Cindy Kuyaba, who's one of the past, the uh, chaplains, I should say, here at at Vision uh, and is also a pastor along with her husband, Mark, at uh, Centro Christian Church. Um, you've done some other interesting things too. Uh, you talked about being a travel agent, but you've been right. on some mission travel too. Yes, yes. So I was very privileged to be able to travel different parts of the world through my job, um, but it also opened up um, opportunity for me to fulfill a heart's desire and help spread the gospel um, and influence people toward Christ. So I've been on several trips. We um, used to take Bibles into China. I've also been oh, to the wow. yeah. We've been to um, the Philippines, Fiji, and I also did three months with a YWAM ship where I joined in Europe, in Holland, and we sailed around to West Africa and did outreach in Ghana. 
uh, before coming home. I, I can hear potential danger in some of those. Right. Was that the case? Did you ever feel? Uh, potentially. There were some some things that were very much, Lord, I just need your help here. Um, and again, that just that story of God's protection and grace in my life, wherever we were and whenever we were. Mm. Um, like when I arrived, I was traveling on my own when I met the YWAM ship, Youth with a Mission. Um, so I turned up in Holland. I had, you know, got off the plane, had to get on the train and go to a specific destination where someone from the ship who I'd never met, I didn't know their name, I didn't have a picture. They, we didn't have mobile phones back then. <laughs> you had to try and find each other. Right. Wow. You had to find each other. But the problem when I got on the train was nothing was in English. <laughs> oh. So I didn't exactly know where to get off. And I was just like, Lord, you just have to impress upon me when the stop is the stop. And you got off at the right place. Got off at the right place. He was waiting there for me. I thank you, Lord. Wow, that's amazing. So, yeah. That's God amazing. Has been faithful. He always is. Absolutely. I can imagine on those trips you've um, probably met some interesting people and, and had some other interesting right. things happen too. Right. There was a time I had traveled to New York on my way to Boston uh, to visit a friend I had met through YWAM and time on the YWAM ship. And um, I love musicals. So while I was there, I was traveling on my own. I was just there for two nights. I booked to see a couple of musicals. My hotel was maybe a kilometer or two just around the road from the theater. Um, but I knew it would finish, you know, very late at night. I was on my own. So my plan was to catch a taxi home. Lo and behold, when I came out of the theater, most of the auditorium had the same idea. So there were literally hundreds of people lining up mm, to catch, catch a taxi. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I'm never going to get there. Um, so I started walking. Uh, after a few minutes, I noticed that a man was following me. You're on your own in New York. Right. It's the Late middle of the night. night. Yeah. Pitch black. Yeah. Uh, so I kept walking and I'm kind of not turning around, but I start praying and I'm just asking the Lord for direction and intervention. This person keeps following me. So I'm like, what do I do, Lord? And I'm thinking, I can't go back to my hotel I don't know what he where I don't want him to know where I'm staying. So I just keep walking and I'm just praying and pondering, asking the Lord for help. Well, a little further up, almost opposite my hotel, I see a McDonald's and it was open. Thank goodness McDonald's were twenty four seven. Not that I'm a big fan, but I walked but in. But you were that night. <laughs> I was that night. I was that night. And I walked in as I get to the door. There are two police standing inside, actually ordering. But they happen to turn around and see me, and they notice this man following me. And they gave him eye contact. They didn't do anything at the time, but I just went in and sat down. And after a few minutes, and they had given him eye contact and kind of kept an eye, uh, the man ended up leaving So I waited a few more minutes just to make sure he wasn't waiting outside or something. Uh, But I absolutely believe that was God's intervention, again, his protection and grace over my life. Mm. And I went across the road to the hotel, had no more problems. Mm. And said, Mick, thank you, God. Mick, thank you, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, God is is good. I'm sure you've seen lots of circumstances like that uh, through your life. Mm. Uh, And and as being a pastor, you, you and your husband, Mark. Pastoring, mm. what's been the biggest challenge? Do you reckon uh, in embracing that? Because you did say earlier on it was something you said to God, "No way, this is never yeah. going to happen." But uh, then it did. 
That is. And I think it's constantly, for me, asking God for the courage to uh, do what he's leading us to do. You know, there are times when it's difficult or relationships with people are a struggle or, um, you know, people that you've invested years into building relationship with and and discipling each other and pointing each other to Christ, um, but for different reasons, move away or leave that fellowship. Um, and sometimes you just want to give up. You know, I think like everyone in any role, there are times where we're just having a bad day mm. and we feel like we're done. Um, so just always coming back to God for the courage and faith to do what he's asking us to do, mm. not I've what got, we want. I've got Winston Churchill ringing in my head. Right. You know? Never give up. Right. I'm not saying anything like he does, but right. you know, just, <laughs> just repeating that, never give up. Exactly. Never give up. Give up. And the good thing is we know we've got God on our side. That's it. To give us strength as we, if we press into him. That's it. How do you yeah. do that? For me, uh, I have some different spiritual disciplines uh, a big one is um, giving all my cares over to God um, daily. Um, so I actually do a process. It's palms down, palms up, which I read in a spiritual disciplines book one time. So palms down on my lap in my quiet space, my eyes closed, I'm just focused on God. And anything that's on my mind, I give over to him. So sometimes it's sin in my heart. Sometimes it's uh, relationship struggles. Sometimes it's... Um, you know, struggles with Mark or whatever I'm facing, I give that all over to God and I cast those cares over to him. And then I turn my palms over in surrender to the Lord and just ask the Holy Spirit to fill me in those places. Mm. Um, I read my word, read the word regularly. Um, we do relationship with people so that we're sharpening each other. Um, so there's a lot of different spiritual disciplines that we engage in um, regularly uh, to make sure that our eyes are focused on Jesus. Mm. I love that palms down, palm, palms yeah. up. That, that's a really simple little thing. Exactly. But, but powerful because you're making a gesture. Exactly. You know, toward God. Yeah. So good. Thank you for sharing your story. My pleasure. <clears throat> Excuse me, I need to get this frog out of my throat, but um, you better not have one in your throat because no. you're going to bring us the best five-minute sermon that we're going to hear today very that's shortly. It. You're up for it? See you soon. This is Sunday Morning Together across Australia on Vision Christian Radio. We're looking at Ephesians, just one verse today because there is so much good stuff um, in Paul's writings. Um, but I want to preface by saying, you know, when I was growing up, and I alluded to this earlier this morning, that many times I didn't feel worthy. I didn't feel like I fitted into my family. And to be totally honest, I was quite a strong-willed child too. I liked, as many of us do, to get our own way, and that did cause me some problems. So I remember once I was very young, uh, five or six, and I actually ran away from home because I was so upset. I didn't plan very well. I took no food, no water. I literally took my pillow and ran as far as the neighbor's house and sat on their fence. Um, it was in the afternoon and I didn't want to go any further because I really didn't know where to go and what to do. And I waited there what seemed like hours and hours and no one came, no one came and no one came. And so I walked back inside and I let my mum know how I had run away and I got in trouble for taking my pillow outside. <laughs> And in that moment, I felt like I was not a priority in my family. 
I felt like I wasn't valued and I wasn't worth much to my family. But the truth is, I was worth so much to God and he was with me through all of that. As I grew up and had different friendship groups and, you know, school leadership groups and different things, although I did fit in, there are times where I still didn't feel worthy. And this scripture, Paul uh, beseeches us. He says, as the prison of the Lord, he beseeches, he urges, he begs us to walk worthy of the calling with which we were called. But the thing is, how do we walk worthy? When we know we're not worthy in and of ourselves, we, we know we're not worth the calling that is on our lives by Christ. And what is the calling to begin with? So I just want to look very quickly at three words in that scripture, Ephesians 4 verse 1. The first one is to walk. That's moving forward, making use of opportunities, progress. And the Hebrew meaning is to regulate one's life. So to me, that means taking one step at a time toward Christ. And those steps may be imperfect. Uh, You know, we may fall. Sometimes I trip over my own feet. I don't know about you. But the thing is to get up and take another step and just keep walking. Secondly is that word worthy. In and of ourselves, we can't walk in a manner that's worthy. But Paul tells us in Colossians chapter 1, verses 21 and 22, that although we were alienated and enemies by our wicked works and mindset, Christ has reconciled us through his death and he presents us holy. He presents us blameless and above reproach. It's only in Christ that we can be worthy. He makes us worthy. It's not our own works. It's not ourselves. It's him and only him. So first point, keep walking toward him. Second point, get to understand that we are worthy in Christ. And the third word is calling. This word means an invitation. It's a calling to. It's a calling to a feast or it's a calling to the divine invitation to embrace the salvation of God. I love that. A calling to embrace the salvation of God. We are called to Christ himself. He is our calling. We're called to be transformed into his image, not just mimicking him or wearing our WWJD bracelets, but being totally enveloped in Christ, having him as our life and our purpose. So three things that stand out to me about that scripture are keep walking small steps to Jesus. Number two, remember that Christ reconciled us and redeemed us. He makes us worthy. And he makes us worthy so that we can be totally wrapped up in him who is our calling. When we do those things, we will be walking worthy of the calling to which we're called. Let's pray this morning. Lord, I thank you that you make us worthy. You have counted us worthy to walk the calling with which we were called. And Lord, that we don't do it in our own strength. Lord, we make a a decision this morning afresh to surrender ourselves to you, to open the palms of our hands to you and invite you in to be Lord of our lives, to be our life, to be our purpose. Lord, would you give us the strength, the equipping, the courage to keep taking one step at a time. And if today is a day where we have fallen, Perhaps we've tripped over our own feet, our own words, our own thoughts and ideas. Lord, help us up to keep walking toward you in your calling. We pray in your mighty name. Amen. Sunday Morning Together. 
across Australia on Vision Christian Radio. You've got Phil and Pastor Cindy Kiyaba here right now. Thank you so much for your uh, your five-minute sermon. You kept it on time and you kept it inspiring. Ephesians <laughs> 4 verse 1 is great. It's great scripture. Thank you. It's one of my favourites at the moment, that whole book of Ephesians. I One thing you didn't zone in on there, I mean, you talked about uh, Paul's urge to us right. or urging of us to live a life worthy of the calling we've received. Mm. But he prefaces with these words saying, as a prisoner, prisoner. for the Lord. Right. It always is a context for me whenever you think about where Paul was, what he went through, the right. commitment that he had. He was in chains often and, and in prison. What an amazing Servant of God. Absolutely. And if I'd had longer than five minutes, I would have gone into that part as well. Oh, okay. Well, you'll have to come back. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) We're at the end of 2024 just about. Mm. Another week, two weeks to go. What's the, as you look back over 2024, what, what do you remember? What are the highlights for you? Highlights, highlights, many opportunities to get closer to God. Mark and I felt absolutely privileged to have been able to be chaplains at Vision and at the school we work in. Um, we just love doing what we're doing and pointing people to Christ. Um, Family-wise, a highlight that our youngest daughter has finished her first year of university mm, nice. and our older daughter was married and we were able to be a part of that. So lots of things in our lives and 25 years anniversary, uh, paying for the wedding meant we had to give up our holiday for that, but that's okay. Maybe, 25 years worth of savings right. or, uh, or paying it back. <laughs> Almost. So lots of highlights for us this year. Yeah, it's been been a good year and I think it's always good to reflect on the good because Absolutely. there's plenty of other things going on that we could go, oh, this happened and we didn't like it or it was I was fearful about it yeah. or uh, whatever it is, you know, stuff going on around the world. Yeah. But there's always blessings in the middle of it, isn't yeah. there? Yeah, and gratefulness is such a key to being able to walk forward. Yeah, sure is. Nearly at Christmas too, by the way. I wonder, yeah. uh, Cindy, do you have a favourite Christmas carol? Uh, I would say, oh, come let us adore him. Mm. And otherwise, I actually really do love the little drummer boy because of the the heart behind it. Well, you and uh, you and Phil uh, opposite opposite into the yes. scale. <laughs> Isn't that funny? You know, we some of us love some things, and others I know dislike that intensely. Yeah, interesting. Something we all can do together anytime is to pray. Absolutely. And uh, normally this time I'll invite my guests to lead us in a prayer for Australia. So are you happy to oblige there? I would love to. My privilege, absolutely. Well, let's pray together. Lord, we lift up this nation of Australia. Lord, all the people that make up this great nation. Lord, your people, we thank you that your hand is upon them. Father, we pray for salvation from the north to the south, for those that don't know you yet, Lord, that uh, people would come across their path, circumstances, dreams, Lord, that point them to you, that they may invite you into their lives, that you would liberate them with your love and care and faithfulness. Lord, we pray for those that need healing or are struggling in relationships at the moment, perhaps those that are struggling uh, coming into Christmas. Lord, we pray that you would be a strength to them. Lord, that you would uphold them in your victorious right hand. Father, help this nation to keep our eyes firmly fixed on you, the author and finisher of our faith. We lift you up this Christmas and bless your holy name. Amen. Mm. Amen. Well, thank you. My pleasure. It's been great being here. It's been wonderful having you here, not just here uh, Sunday morning. Can I thank you and uh, Mark as well, your husband, uh, 
for what you do here at Vision with the team. Uh, so uh, we have uh, a big team of people here, and that's why we have some chaplains, right? Uh, because you know sometimes we need a running partner. Yeah, thank you so much. We love being part of the Vision family. Yeah, what would your final encouragement be for people? As you know, here we are, a week and a bit out from Christmas. Oh, a week and a bit out. My encouragement would be. Keep Jesus at the center of your focus. No matter what your mind is doing, your emotions, your will, whatever's happening with family or not happening, always look to Jesus. He'll help you through it. And to that person who's circling the car park at the moment, <laughs> it's okay. There'll be a car park that'll come. Right. Just chill. Right. <laughs> Amen. He's done it many times for me. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Cindy. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. And thank you uh, for uh, allowing us into your life uh, through Sunday morning together. That's uh, it for this year. And I'll be back next year with uh, more. So looking forward to that. You have a wonderful day and a blessed Christmas. God bless you. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 